right. So, like we said, this is an episode zero. So kind of a uh, an in between bonus. I also think it's going to be like the f- the season four point five episode because uh, <laughs> not not quite on to the new things yet, but trying a few things and also yeah. maybe like we're we're failing. We're doing some failed attempts on yes. this one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you sent me a message. Where uh, you were like, good, you said, what did you say? Boy, did I find something. <laughs> and like, ever since I saw that, as as I was dozing off, I've wondered. I It, it was my it was in my dreams. I was like, what is it? What did he find? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, boy. It, it will be it will be fun. We'll get to it. Okay. Uh, so, I guess what we should do first, actually... What we should really do first, which y'all don't know what that first thing was, you're going to have to wait. But the second one that occurred to me as I was <laughs> saying that, I'd actually like to add a little, um, what would, what would that be called? An addendum? An appendix? An a- a- appendix? An appendix is a body part. I don't think books have those, right? Yeah, books. My book has a liver. Uh, are, are you saying like, a, like an editor's note? <laughs> May- hey, maybe. <laughs> I don't actually think so. I don't think it would be an editor's note. I had I had another few thoughts about mm-hmm. the ending of Nomad. Oh, okay. Uh, and it has to do with the fact that it, it was funny how the world that... Uh, freaking what's his face that mac the the world that mac existed in mm-hmm. seemed far less hostile than the one joe existed in before then yeah it makes me think it, it was that a sign that through the trailblazing did joe make things better for everyone who came after him because they didn't make it a point to show you, you know, look at all the good Joe did. In fact, I think they did. They made it a point to show plenty of the opposite. Right. Not not necessarily to say that he didn't do any good. I think maybe they were like, no, look, there were consequences to these things. But yeah. like like the, Mac. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say they, they all they also showed just a lot of the inspiration that Joe left behind. I mean, the constant talks of, uh, you know, we still haven't woken up from that dream that you gave us. Uh, things yeah. like that. It was like, I, I think it was funny how the uh, street level environment that Mac found himself in versus the street level environment that Joe was in at the beginning of season one mm-hmm. was like night and day. Like the, yeah. the culture of that, of that city and everything surrounding it was like completely transformed. Whether mm-hmm. it was by what Joe did or just, I guess, passage of time or just maybe this, this part of it, but it seemed kind of intentional. And I realized that after the fact, where it's like, okay, this is way different. So maybe, maybe by not, because I do kind of take an issue 
with uh, how this happens in long running shows sometimes where they will go back to, uh, you know, maybe go back to the location at the beginning or go go back to some. Some. Uh, what am I trying to say? Some state, some environment. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I actually kind of think it's. It's definitely just nostalgic, but for instance, when Force Awakens did the whole like dingy bar thing, I was Mm. like, okay, but this is like not a good thing, right? Right. But it was was very much like, ooh, look how cool this is. You think this is cool, right? (laughs) With the Force Awakens. Yeah. Or it's like, I mean, you don't, this isn't where people want to end up, you know? <laughs> but, it's, but for nostalgia's sake, and it's like, with uh, the beginning of Nomad, where Joe was, he was in a dingy bar, and in the, but it was a different, it was in a much different place. When you go yeah. back to that town, it's like, yeah, everything here is better. There's like growth and stuff. Yeah, and like it didn't feel like I mean like just for example, it didn't feel like the the mob was as involved. They um, seemed they seemed like they were if not toothless, they at least were having to be more careful. Like yeah. even even though they were shaking down uh you know the restaurant and Sachio was making things worse. I mean Compare that to the mafia from like early season one. It was like you wouldn't have got away with that. Yeah, remember the dude uh, who, when Nanbu <laughs> went in to talk to the the boss, you know that that he the boss had just come out of a room like where a guy was screaming. Yeah, it it was completely different. Yeah. By the time we were like seeing the same places, it was like this place is is much better off. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and it occurred to me I'm like if it had been the same I don't think it would have made sense that Joe was trying to rebuild there yeah like for him trying to you know make his home here again like have these kids still be in this environment like at the time it was like we're, we're this is the best that we can do and it's better than what we had right but if it had still been like that when he got back, I don't think it would have made any sense. Right. So at least is, you know, there was, that was something that I noticed that was just like, that's something I want to bring up and talk about because as much as I was kind of frustrated by the finale, Mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff surrounding that, that I hadn't quite picked up on yet. I do think was really well done and I liked how it wasn't shoved in your face. Yeah. So. I mean the the whole the whole second season, I can't we can't give it enough props for showing and not telling. Oh yeah. I uh, I mean so I think it may be I mean it, the only thing it fell short on was creating tension in the last mm-hmm. fight. That was right. the only thing it really fell short on. Everything else, top marks. Yep. Just as before. So. Yep, yep, yep. And that was just that was just something I, I noticed after the fact where I was like, that was really good. And I'm glad they didn't shove it down my throat. Yeah. Anything else you want to have you have to say on there? Um, 
No. Okay. So like as the structure for this episode is going to go there, there's not going to be much of a structure. I'm just, we're basically just shooting the breeze kind of uh, scrambling to find where we could have a footing for this is more like one forward. This is like cleanup for all the notes (laughs) and what we wanted to do with season four. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, something I would have liked to have done with season four was not get kind of railroaded into the anime season. Mm, mm -hmm. Like get railroaded to where it's like, all right, well, everything you're watching is ending now. And uh, I didn't realize that my hero went on hiatus, right? As everything else also had its finale. Like I was thinking we're going to go back to my hero. We're going to have like at least three or four episodes. There were two and it was definitely more than two weeks since we had checked in on it. Yeah, it was like the 27th to the 10th. Yeah, so, and I don't know if it's, it's like, a, like a long. Yeah, I don't know if it's a long term hiatus. It's a really weird place to put it if there was. Because yeah. it's like right as something got going. It's like you know, you're getting two episodes of the new arc and then nothing happened. Yep. Uh, and. So yeah, so we're we're talking about my hero then, um, yeah, and doing the the little cleanup for the episodes that just came out, and uh, I, you and I started talking about this, but <clears throat> whether or not I liked the episodes, I actually tended to enjoy the two the two new episodes that we got. It seems like I thought it's they following, were freaking great. It was following the the Hawks. Uh, plot that we wanted to follow and it's also covering the the endeavor Endeavor. yeah yeah it's like oh these two are way better like this is the better half of the season and i don't even have to see the remaining episodes to know that this is already way better yes but any uh enjoyment was completely overshadowed by the realization that we are five seasons in and they are still first years (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so was that in the second to most recent episode that they said that? Um, so I I actually did a little bit of digging after we talked, and n- no, it's it's been in almost every single episode. The the re them being in class one A, the one signifies first year. So, are you serious? I am dead serious. Apparently they they will be in uh in this year until their April arrives and then April will be the beginning of their second year. I just figured we must have already been there. I did too. I I mean to be fair neither of us really know how Japanese school systems work. No, we don't. <laughs> so we but- so we were just kind of <laughs> like huh. <clears throat> Dude, I had I I assumed that it was already like this was their second Christmas. Like this was winter of their second year, I assumed at least. Yeah. At the very least, I assumed that. It's weird. And I I sent you this. um, I I sent you this. I was like, this is the first time that I've thought of my hero as a treadmill. And it was like, we are moving a lot but we're not going anywhere <laughs> yeah like it feels uh, like time is crawling uh, and like I while actually, i really in- no go ahead 
while I really enjoy the stories, it's like, uh, I feel like time would have definitely elapsed more than it has. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those situations where it's like, I mean, how long are the Simpsons kids going to be that old? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know if, like, we're reaching the point where it's like, uh, if, if, each of these episodes does not cover exactly one day, mm-hmm. which we know that it doesn't. We know that it's like a span of time happens in some of these. It's like, I don't mm-hmm. know if these would calculate out to only being 365 days, which it right. has not been yet. Assumedly. Like but it hasn't been even close to that. And it was like the moment that I realized, Oh, they are still first years. It was like, that's why they keep bringing up the sports festival that happened like what feels like four what, years ago. Yeah, what feels like years ago, because for us, it was years ago. Right. Yeah, this is uh, this really bothers me. Like like my brain rejects it. Yeah. And I, I think just for the sake of. You know, n- not having a, an internal train wreck in my head, maybe I've just been ignoring the other mentions of that because I'm yeah. sure this isn't the first time. Yeah. And I think that there's also like when, when Deku kind of narrates what's going on from the perspective of being like far in the future, it's like, okay, well maybe my brain is just the thinking, okay, well then a lot of time is just about to elapse. Yeah. I'm like, this is clearly going to go somewhere. Do you think they're going to do a situation where there will be like a big time skip maybe halfway through or maybe we're just going to get I mean it's called My Hero Academia. Maybe yeah. we're just going to get the school stuff and we're not going to be seeing them as adults operating which was something I kind of hoped would happen but now that I'm seeing just how long it's taken for just the yeah. first year of high school it's like oh and I also don't know, like, where the manga is at right now. Uh, like, apparently I it's I'd... entering its final act, according to my uh, co-workers. Like he said, there was like a big splash page that like says in big letters, we are now entering the final act. Whoa. All yeah. right. I wonder if they're still first years. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I could easily find out. I mean, I could just go freaking binge the manga and then I would I would know what's what's up. And then you'd <clears> also <throat> be able to uh, to call out arcs that can be skipped. Yeah. Um, but I, I also learned that the manga or I mean, the the anime, which in the beginning was very much a straight up adaptation They've mm-hmm. been taking progressively more liberties with adding a little extra fluff stuff. Mm. So, eh, gotcha. it, it might not be that we're finding arcs to skip. It's that we're finding arcs that do not exist <laughs> and we don't know which ones they are. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it true. did kind of it did kind of feel like when you came back to uh, Bakugo and uh, Todoroki, when they like stopped that group of like petty thieves or whatever, in the mm-hmm. episodes before the two that we watched, it did feel like 
how I felt when I've been watching Dragon Ball or Naruto, where it's like, oh, this is back to canon. This is back to something important. It, I got the same feeling from that moment where it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, everything that happened before that was not as cool, exciting or interesting as what is happening right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- so th- this arc was actually or well, let's talk about the last two episodes, the content of the last two episodes. Uh, some stuff that really jumped out at me. One okay, so the first thing was when Endeavor is like his internal monologue in reaction to the the three of them showing up there and kind of yeah. His reactions to each one of them, I I, I really liked his reaction to uh, <clears throat> Bakugo as seeing being like this kid's more like me than my son is. Yeah, <laughs> where it's like he, he is just uh, like it, it, they've got a lot more in common in terms of personality and ambition, or at least young Endeavor was a lot right. like Bakugo. Very fiery. Yeah. And, and you can tell like Endeavor, which wow, Endeavor has really calmed down. Yes, he has. It, and uh like like his reaction to Deku, which was hardly a reaction at all, was where he's like, Your your power is actually a lot like All Might's, and then he gives himself PTSD <laughs> of like <laughs> those days where he was trying to catch All Might. Like as soon as he says that, it shows flashbacks of like that image where he was the only person trying to build a bridge to where All Might was. Right. <clears throat> uh but then with Todoroki. Which I guess when I'm saying Todoroki, I'm I'm not. Yeah, like I'm Shoto. also saying Endeavor. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I wish he had a hero name. But um, yeah, well, when he when he's talking about him, and when Shoto basically tells him to his face, it's like drop the parent act when we're doing this, and he's like, I'm using you to like gain power and whatever. Yeah, that was a heavy moment. <laughs> that was what it, it cut out. That was a heavy moment. Yeah, that was kind of gut-wrenching to me because Endeavor mm-hmm. has to not have a reaction to it. And you can tell Endeavor, like, he doesn't want this, but he feels like he doesn't necessarily not deserve it. Right. And, uh, yeah, his reaction not being one of, like, rebuke was kind of like, ah. Uh this really sucks for him and they have absolutely won me over on endeavor like yeah he 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 went from straight up heel to someone that i'm convinced now can do no wrong and if he does do wrong he's going to see it as well i did wrong and i have to do my best to fix it now yeah and maybe <clears throat> maybe that's what uh, that's one of the reasons, and I I know that we we went off of the subject already, but maybe that's one of the reasons Boy, that the, we're the do time that episode zero, <laughs> the time uh, frustrates me so much, is because it feels like Endeavor has had years of uh, of character development, and it hasn't been a year in their world. Yeah, jeez, this. Feels like he just like, oh. okay, so 
<clears throat> like just occurred to me that would be severe whiplash if yeah. that happened in real time <laughs> yeah um that makes it more understandable like the kids reaction to him yes yes that is very true but still endeavor is is still acting like he's had years to mm-hmm. grow into this mm-hmm so God, man, uh, I really don't like that this has happened so quickly. But it also just occurred to me, like the whole thing with All Might being like no longer in the picture, like he he's retired, and like the society's reaction to that. It makes sense that like all of the villains have been taking this long to make their move. That makes sense yeah. to me now, because before it was like kind of, well, what are they waiting on? <laughs> it was sort yeah. of what I was thinking, because it felt like this was taking years. It's been years. <laughs> yeah, it's like it wouldn't take that long after All Might gets kind of replaced. Well, I mean, not really replaced. They're trying to replace him. It wouldn't take that long after he retires for them to start really making moves and like the overhaul arc that was something that was independent to that and had Mm -hmm. already been building from you know their own story that was going on and that was probably the biggest problem so far um yeah gentle criminal his had nothing to do with all might being gone right this thing happening now with the league of villains and the meta liberation front like this whole thing happening now that seems like it would happen right about now. Now that I know when now is, whereas before yes. I was thinking it would not take this long for this to happen. It yeah. absolutely would not. Like if I'm just comparing it to like real world current events, which are astonishingly current. It's like, boy, <laughs> does this stuff happen fast in real life? So I'm thinking, OK, maybe it does make sense that, you know, we're hastily trying to get Endeavor to be the number one to replace All Might and no one, no one worry about anything. It's like, yeah, that, that does feel, you know, that, that feels kind of true to life, but uh, man, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be getting jet lag from that realization for a while. I'm having yeah. to really <laughs> recompile all of the events of the show into not only taking one year, which would be whiplash enough, but, in less of a year right like we were in say we're at the tail they had a a summer right yeah okay so japanese school years start in like a spring semester they have summer and then the year finishes in fall yeah yeah when i did the research it it actually their spring semester their school year starts in april and then I believe they have year round schooling and they have little breaks here and there. And then once it gets to April of the next year, that's when they move up a grade. So they don't have. They, OK, so summer is not the same thing for them. I don't think because so. No summer. Yeah. OK, so <laughs> that's confused me heartily. Just Mm -hmm. going off of my own experience and not knowing what's going on because they're like whole summer camp thing. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, it was like the summer camp and two heroes 
happens in their summer. So I just assumed that was this big, you know, three to four month thing that it is with Americans where right. it's just you're free to do whatever you want. And there's no school. Consent? Uh, or not. <laughs> and then, you know, maybe mid to late August is when things get going again. And then right. you go until Christmas and then you come back after New Year's and then you go until April. Yeah. OK, I'm going to need to do some homework so I figure out what in the world is going on, because that recontextualizes things so much that I, I don't even I hardly know what to do with it. It decontextualizes a lot. (laughs) Yes. So like back to back to Endeavor and like his hero agency. First of all, I'm really liking this. This Mm -hmm. feels very brisk. It it feels like I I I liked the monologue Deku gave where he's like, it feels like I'm being led by the nose at a dizzying pace. And I'm like, that's good. That's called good pacing for your show about superheroes. Like, that's the kind of pacing you should have. It also gave me nostalgia. Because Hmm. I remember when I was going from doing high school and like doing football and stuff Mm -hmm. where it was like it felt like things were getting increasingly more demanding physically, increasingly faster every single year yeah. where, you know, you go from, you know, it's like, oh, we don't even have passing because children can't pass to like, I mean, in high school, we're passing now. Like, this is a thing that you have to be able to do. You know, we've got a we've got a designated kicker who needs to be able to, you know, at least kick 20 yards. So it's like everything got really close to, you know, what I see on the TV really fast in football. And then when I went from uh, high school to college, where it was Mm -hmm. like high school is this is the things that we're teaching you that we say you should know to college where it's like you're now going to learn whatever you want. Yes. You choose what you learn. Right. And you saying you want this means we're going to take you seriously. So it's like, all right, turn in your films in a couple weeks. And it's like, oh, (laughs) got it. It's like this isn't, you know, turn in a diorama about, I don't know, molecules. Venus. It's like, yeah, you're not doing that where it's like I could phone this in because no one is passionate about this. It is simply required. It's right. Like, now the classes <laughs> I'm in I'm are going to expect passion. Like they're going to expect that this is what you want to do with your life. Right. Um yeah, that it was nostalgic of that where it's like this is a good feeling. This is a sign you're on the right track because it's like you found the people that are taking you seriously like oh you want to do this for real all right well we're doing it for real keep up yeah and uh, i i, I love liked... the scenes on the ground like when they were yeah. in the city and like seeing yeah. endeavor operate and like he's not taking it slow for them he's like if you want to watch you need to keep up but don't interfere and the fact that endeavor who's i mean we're, we're getting this kind of up to this point we're getting this kind of uh vignette sort mm-hmm. of thing when we're seeing the adult heroes do their thing right it's very like bits and pieces but getting to see the whole process it was like man does this feel like superman like the, yeah. the, it really jumped 
and how like demanding and fast paced it was because yeah. you're seeing how how demanding it is for him to just every day stuff where he's like he's in his street clothes and then the very next second he has to be stopping a truck from hitting a lady okay it's recording me now so for a minute GarageBand just decided my microphone ceased to exist (laughs) I have no idea how else I could word it like it was plugged in. Discord was still getting it. Like I was still able to talk to Daniel, but yep. uh, yeah, uh, just... that was bizarre. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I don't know what caused it, so I guess we can just hope it doesn't happen again. But yeah, yeah as cross you were our saying, fingers. Um, every time that we've seen the the pro heroes working up to this point, to kind of go along with the vignette thing, it was always in response to big events. So, like, I mean, when we saw Endeavor, you know, he was fighting one of those uh, uh, Nomus or whatever yeah. those things are called. Yeah, um, they, they're called Nomus. Okay, but it was like now we're seeing the nitty gritty the the not so glamorous uh, superhero life where you know you're saving little timmy from a well like right so but it's it, it still looks like demanding oh yeah yeah it's but it i think what i was realizing was like oh yeah there's a lot of tedium uh, demanding tedium in superhero work it's not just the big stuff <laughs> Yeah, it's actually not at all a chill job. Right. And uh, <clears throat> I actually, uh, the, the feeling that I got from it was when, you know, you're, you've maybe done some training, but then you start doing a job for real and you're looking at everyone around you and you're like, why am I already out of breath? <laughs> like, yeah, you like just started and you're already like winded and you're like, oh, no, this is it all the time, isn't it? It's going to be this for like eight Eight, eight to ten more hours. Yeah, that, like, that barrier between that barrier between knowledge and experience, which he he actually said, you know, like at UA, it's all about working hard, and here in the streets, it's all about experience, and you have to gather a mountain of that. Yeah, I liked. Which uh, I, I I think that w- was my battle cry was gather a mountain of that. Yeah, that was cool. Um, <clears throat> I actually. I th- um, I didn't really get a battle cry so much as there were monologues that I liked mm-hmm. that was being said. Yeah. Uh, this the second to last episode, which I guess is really the one that we're focusing on, because the one before that was a lot more about Hawks. Yeah. Uh, this one where they're on, they're in the streets with Endeavor. It, it reminded me of that. Uh, kind of prequel shot you get in two heroes when all might is in America where you're getting this kind of street level. Like it's almost like the lenses they use, which I know it's not cameras, but it's the Mm -hmm. lenses they use. Try to take in more information, but they're still focused on like, you know, the, the hero, it feels very classic superhero story. Which is this is something that people have said. My hero is nailing way better than American comics are. <clears throat> like American comics in their current state feel like I heard someone compare them to K dramas. 
where it's like, yeah, mm. you're having <laughs> a lot of heroes in every single issue. And it's not really about them being superheroes. It's about drama. Yeah. And it's, it's like the walking eh. dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas this is, this was a lot of endeavor, like just doing his job. And you yeah. seeing that his job is not waiting for the big villain to show up, which I think is funny because it's like, that's what Bakugo wants. He doesn't want to have to do the tedious stuff. He's like here waiting around until there's a real problem, but he gets really competitive in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <Where> it's like, <laughs> I think he's, he's sort of recognizing the difficulty of it and that's making mm -hmm. him take it seriously. And he wants to be the best at it. The the so petty comments were my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I I also liked. Uh, uh, this kind of goes into the 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 stuff going on with Hawks, but Hawks kind of like stealing their thunder, and then being like they had that handled. Like he just had to steal their thunder to make it look like they didn't. Right, and make the enemy keep underestimating them. I I really liked that. Yeah, I, I really like all of this stuff going on with Hawks because uh, it, it's giving you insight into the kind of the, the gray area of this job, mm -hmm. at least of Hawks's job right now, like the, the stuff with the undercover bits, but also the and gray area with the where these villains are going to be. Yeah, also, because I definitely missed what happened with genist like what what did they imply happened between hawks and genist oh i don't know i mean they they imply that he like is going to use him as leverage to like prove his loyalty to the meta liberation front or whatever mm, okay uh, okay yeah i got that i there i got that part <clears throat> i was just wondering if you picked up like what happened or if i just like just brain stupid I don't I don't think they make it clear. OK, I think they're just saying he does something to, like, prove himself. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't murk the guy. Uh, but it might be that like suck. It might be like they have to make it look like he did. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you know, Dr. Horrible sing along blog where it's like, you know, a murder would be nice. <laughs> like, oh, if you kill someone you know that would make it look like you know you're probably dedicated to being evil this really is the evil league of evil isn't it yes <laughs> well what i think is funny is that the metal liberation front isn't and that there's a right actual like an intellectualism to it where it's like uh, a world based on self-responsibility mm -hmm. self-reliance stuff like that and I'm assuming they haven't really gone into detail, but I'm assuming the meta liberation front or the kind of the rhetoric is that the elites being the metas, the the ones that are, you know, have all of the powers mm -hmm. should relieve themselves as being uh, of being responsible for the weak. Like the mm. weak should take care of themselves and the elite should be concerned with higher stuff. I think that's where it's going. That might not be quite where it's going, but that sounds I, really interesting though. Yeah. I'm interested in, in I'm interested in that because that's not an obviously villainous thing where it's like, uh, leave them alone. 
an obviously villainous thing would be, you know, the terrorism that they're about to do, which is like, you know, <laughs> right. directly attacking all of the innocents. It's like, well, I mean, that's probably not a good thing. But that book that he's passing around, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't literally have a call to terrorism in there if, you know, it was so accessible. But right. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm interested in that. Uh, I, I think that what, what was that girl's name that was working at Endeavor's agency? The, the fiery haired girl. Yeah. Was her name burning? Was that literally her name was burning? I think her I think her name was it was burning or something like that. But yeah. I really like her. I liked mm-hmm. her design and I kind of hope that she's not just that joke. I hope that she actually gets to participate because the thing with this show so far is that there's a lot of characters that I just look at them and I'm like, whoa, that dude looks really cool. I hope I get to see more of him and then I never see him again. And then, you know, we have to spend a whole arc with certain night eye, which is the worst best designed throwaway characters. (laughs) Yes. And then you have to hang out with the new worst design you've ever seen. Which is right. Night Eye. It's like, how and why? God rest his soul. I always forget that he's dead. Because <laughs> I don't care about him. But yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for these for these two arcs going on. I I I hope that we were correct that the first arc of this season is going to be the weakest. And now we can get on to the good stuff. Uh, I, 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 okay. I don't necessarily want it to be the weakest because I don't know if it was my least favorite. Oh, you mean of the, of this season? Yeah. Of this season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I want it to be the weakest of this season because I want the season to only be better from here on out. And so far it feels like it's going to be better. It's funny that it's, it's just continuing the threads that had already started earlier is it was just like, here, we need to take a couple stops to go have violent diarrhea at this gas station. And then, you know, we'll get back onto the road, you know, <laughs> going to the cool destinations we said we would be going. Oh, uh, apparently the dub is now caught up uh, to one episode behind the sub. That's so. how I knew that we were on hiatus because I was like, there's yeah. no way the yep. dub is this caught up. <laughs> yep. They didn't get a lot of extra time. <laughs> like Funimation be taken days off. Right. Like, <sighs> not, not a chance that they're this close. <laughs> this simulcast we used to be used to. It's like, oh, but COVID, I'm like, what? Where? Can you show it to me? I don't care about what's on the TV. I'm saying point me out or point it out to me. Where is it? Go to work. You live in Texas. There are no problems in Texas. It's like Funimation. We know where your headquarters is. Go to work. Anyway. Uh, be like Endeavor. I mean, you got you to gotta get to work. You don't, uh, you don't I, get to uh, rest. I mean, you've had rest is my point. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I think that 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 covers. Excuse me. Oh, what am I looking at? Oh, hold up. Holding. I have a feeling you're about to send something to me. Oh, oh, 
Um. All right, GarageBand <laughs> is being a. I don't. I. I don't want to swear. I don't know what's going on. It's like some of the weirdest things I've ever seen happen, and they're all different, and they're happening in the same day. Like just <laughs> kooky, bizarre things that I've never encountered in all of my time using like audio equipment and it's like they're all happening right now and they are many and varied but yeah anyway <laughs> what were we talking about i know I, we I were think, talking about i think maybe I think we, we were, were wrapping, wrapping up, up. On my hero. <laughs> yeah. okay you had something you started to say i think it's funny when you start to talk garage band is like what well what's going on this isn't normal <laughs> and then it starts freaking out <laughs> It's literally every time you've started responding to something, I'm like, wait, stop. GarageBand is having a breakdown. Well, it succeeded because I have no idea what I was saying. Ah, shoot. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm trying to remember the last thing I talked about. I think we were just I I think we were just wrapping up. What I was saying would Uh, probably have been repetitive. uh, I guess. All right. Well, uh, these last episodes have been great. They're kind of what Mm -hmm. I want and have wanted for a while from this show. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like these three main characters. I like this environment they're in. Uh, Everyone is being like. This isn't just one scene after another of. You know, here, look at how great this is, which is what I feel like it sort of was doing mm-hmm. for uh, that first arc, like the 1A versus uh, uh, 1B. Like, yeah. that was a lot of just, hey, look at these these cool little scenarios. Look at these little look skirmishes. How good they it are. was like, yeah, and it was kind of like, I don't really care yeah like it it got interesting with the whole black whip thing like that was like oh some development some mysterious and exciting and dangerous development it's like this is what i want and then uh everything to do with this arc even though it's a couple of arcs i think they're definitely going to converge but like yeah this arc this this half of this season this feels way better. Yes, it does. Uh, I'd also say the intro song is way better, but the intro song is kind of weird and not great either. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if you're going to bring that up because yes, I I really enjoyed the the opening song, and then like when it goes into the chorus, though, it's like this feels like it's from a different song. <laughs> yeah, it actually the the like the first few seconds feel like they're from a different song mm-hmm. <laughs> like r- right after those few seconds feels like oh okay this is kind of this is kind of cool and then it just gets stupid like <laughs> i also learned that apparently uh the my hero intro songs it's like they don't have songs made for the show which is why you don't see them show up in the show itself like the thing you get in the show itself is like, you know, the, the score, like you yeah. say run and stuff like that. Right. You're not going to see the intro song show up in the final b- battle. Like you get for some other shows where it's like that song was made for this. They kind of just grab pop songs for the intros, which is what Naruto uh, okay. did. Okay. Okay. 
I didn't and, know uh, what the process was for them. That's interesting. It kind of explains why they progressively get worse because pop songs <laughs> progressively get worse. Like pop music will always continue downhill. Like, right. There's no resurgence for good music when it comes to pop music. So it, it, it does explain why it's like, hey, I mean, parts were that uh, parts of that were OK, I guess it's because it's just pop music. Yeah. I didn't I don't think I even listened to the outro to, or to to the out like whatever song. It's uh, pretty nothing. No, oh, OK. It does seem to have some sort of like uh, foreshadowing mm-hmm. in the images, but not mm-hmm. in the song. <clears throat> I mean, as far as I know, the song might have it, but I don't I don't speak Japanese. Right. Which always feels like. Every time I say that, it feels like I didn't do my homework because I, I was trying to learn it there for a minute. I was going for it. I think when I'm going to before I get back into that, I'm going to have to spend money on it. Mm. Like doing the the free lesson of Duolingo every day. It's like, ah, that's really not getting me anywhere. Yeah, there's like <sighs> a there. I mean, it's the whole you got to you got to put some skin in the game to to really make sure you learn it. Also, supposedly free Duolingo has gotten worse. Oh, like, really? They, they've removed they've removed some features, so they like they really want you to pay for it now. Which I'm like, fair enough. I mean, that's a very valuable skill, so I can see why it's like, yeah, the free one isn't worth anything. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, that makes sense. Uh, so we're we're caught up on my hero. I thought yeah. that there was going to be a lot more to cover, but now we can move on to the other stuff that we kind of tried. And I watched two shows, three episodes each. I don't know what all you watched. I watched two shows, uh, part of an episode for one and a full episode for the other. Oh, okay. Well, let's get yours out of the way. Okay. So at least one of them. (laughs) Maybe we'll alternate. We'll go back and forth. I'll let you pick which one you want to do. uh, Well, I'm going to do the one that uh, I didn't watch the whole episode for. Oh, Um, okay. Yeah, I, I, I got my gonna, browser ready so I can look it up. <laughs> I'm saving. I'm saving my my favorite for last. Okay, um, good. But uh, it was called. I, I, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. Um, good. That's what we want. I'll English speakers it. unite. I'll send it to you after I say it, so that I can <laughs> crucify myself. Um, Kento uh, Ankokuden Sestvi, <laughs> but. That sounds like it changed languages a couple times. Yeah, it's it's it? so it's a historical like um, th- what drew me in was it's a it's a historical gladiatorial sports anime. Um, and what immediately turned me you mean off like to American it, gladiators and as in like uh, Roman gladiators. Oh, you said. Sp- oh, gladiatorial sports. I thought <laughs> I thought you were saying like a sports anime, but they're kind of gladiator themed. And I made me think of American gladiators and I got way too excited. (laughs) No, it's but it's a boxing anime in in like Roman times. And I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Sick. And the the animation is just that crappy CGI like nonsense and it, you, you said you were going to send me the title and then you didn't i'm trying to look oh, yeah, it up yeah, i want yeah, to see yeah, what it looks yeah, like here, here. also there i'm going to try to say it better than you did oh 
Kento Ankokuden Sis. Oh, wait, that's a V. Yes. I assumed it was a U. Okay. No. <laughs> Is it always in all caps or did you just feel like there was some urgency to that? <laughs> um, it was in all caps when I copied it. So <laughs> I'm assuming okay. that it's in all caps. Uh, okay, so it's called it translated roughly to Cestus, the Roman fighter. So that V is supposed to be a U. It's just okay. stylized because it's romantic. Uh, uh, the English title of the manga was Cestus, the Legend of Boxing in the Dark Ages. Okay, this seems like a fun kind of stupid that I could get into. And the manga doesn't look bad. But let's see, what was this on? Was this like Crunchyroll or... It was on an undisclosed website. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. <clears throat> but man, like the animation was just so stiff and the characters <clears throat> had no facial animations. And I was just like, is it like that? That Berserker CG? Yes. Or not Berserker, Berserk. Yeah. Oh, there's no defending that. Yeah. I was like, whatever studio does that. <laughs> Uh, I think I think they need to be taken bef- before a kangaroo court. Like I, I think we need to forgo rule of law just so we can do something about these demons that are poisoning poisoning the earth. Uh, it's but, so it, it was so awful, and that's why imagine, I didn't finish it. I was just like I got literally like a minute and a half into the episode and was just I I couldn't take it. <laughs> dude, imagine like pouring your whole. Pouring your life into making something like like you're a manga artist mm-hmm. and you're like you're like putting it all into something. Mm-hmm. And then it get picked. It gets picked up for an adaptation and it looks like that. <laughs> yeah. Like. <sighs> I'm looking at it right now and it's like there is no excuse for something to look this ugly. Yeah, like I saw, so I, I chose this one because it was, you know, it aired in 2021. So, it, you know, this year, pretty fresh. And even the, though I said we didn't have to do that, by yeah, the way. It, yeah, I know. Mine I are just, not, I'm going to tell you right now, mine are not recent. <laughs> well, the other one that I have is not recent either. But oh, okay. I mean, is the, there anything else you want to say about it? I mean, we're clearly not going to watch it. But. No, it's. <laughs> I mean, it had a pretty interesting premise with it being like a uh, slave who's fighting for his freedom in Roman times. And I was like, hey, that's pretty cool. Um, He has to like fight 100 fights and win all of them. And then he would be granted his freedom. Okay, Um, I like that. But uh, then the animation happened and I was like, nope. (laughs) I like how it took a you got sold on a premise. (laughs) And then they showed you the animation. <laughs> yeah. It's like you would think an animated show would start off being an a- animated, but the way that this sounds like it happens, and it was like, all right, we gotta hook them because if we don't get them first, <laughs> this ain't gonna hook no one. Right. It's uh, like you got you got to get them with that Tinder profile before they realize you reek of feces all the time, and you don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh definitely not gonna be doing that one nope so okay i'll go with one i'll go with the one that you know 
Okay. That I was watching. And I picked this one just because this came on when I had uh, a Toonami Aftermath stream on. Yeah. And, uh, it was it was weird because it was like it felt like it was kind of calling out to me. Mm-hmm. So I had Toonami Aftermath on for anyone who doesn't know. Toon- I, I think it's a dot com. I'm not sure. Let me actually type that in. Toonami. Uh, yeah. So Toonami Aftermath dot com. It's basically just an all day 24 seven stream of old shows that were on Toonami back in the day. Sometimes it'll show movies. Sometimes it'll show like uh, music videos. That That's had so aired cool. at that time. Yeah, it's really cool. And they have like the bumpers from old Toonami. They play like old commercials from the 90s and aughts. And basically it is, you know, it's the island of the Lotus Eaters for me. It's like I if if I had a place that was going to make me too comfortable to do anything, it would be this. <laughs> like this would be the place I would go. This is this is where Tim goes to die is the Toonami <laughs> Aftermath broadcast. But there's a lot of shows on there that I've never watched. And uh, I mean, the one that's playing right now is Sailor Moon. So that's not one of them. And the next is Dragon Ball Z. Okay, so I've watched those. But Mm -hmm. they. uh, Oh, yeah, there's also a couple channels. There's like a a radio. And then there's like uh, there's the the Toonami Aftermath 1 and Toonami Aftermath 2. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember back in the day. Where you had like the Eastern time zone block and then the uh, Pacific time zone block where it was like, if you missed something, you could move to the Pacific. Yes. Yeah. Like I do remember that, that back when stuff had to be broadcasted live. And if you missed it, it's like, OK, well, you'll get another chance, but it's going to be in like three hours. Yeah. you're You're getting the red eye. Yeah. So they've got that. And uh, then they also have a movie broadcast. Ooh, they have a fifth one now. Ooh, It's not for anything yet. It says TBA, but all right. That's exciting. Oh, no, no, no. It's a, I don't know what this is. I'm not a coder. It's called live code. Oh, I don't know what that means, but anyway, neither. So, yeah, they show stuff that I haven't really watched yet, like sat down and watched like they play a lot of like uh, Ranma and uh, a lot of Gundam, which I haven't mm-hmm. gotten into Gundam yet. I started the original Gundam, but I haven't like made progress. And that's not one of the shows that I watched for this show yeah. or for this podcast. But one of the ones that came up was Zoids. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I remember Zoids. And I was watching it. I was like. This is the same one episode that I've seen like three times. Why is it always this episode that's on? But uh, I was like, that that's strange. That almost seems like it's taunting me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was like, why is this CGI so much less ugly than the CGI in other anime of today? Partially, I think it's because only the mechs are CGI and the mechs are always that CGI there's consistency to it. They Mm -hmm. don't have that weird artificial low frame rate that they give to stuff for no reason. Right. And modern stuff. It's like like actually freaking show that I watched. God, I, I don't understand (laughs) it. I don't understand the intentional low frame rate. It's like when we have 2d animation that, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it traditionally is in anime. I want to say it's about eight frames per second. 
when it's, you know, a series. I think that that's correct. The what they call the Disney standard is 12 frames per second. But that's Mm -hmm. like that's when, you know, you have a big movie studio that's doing all the work for you. I want to say for anime, it tends to be eight frames per second. And uh, some people actually find that uh, quite low, like people who grew up on American animation, which I think Mm -hmm. is slightly higher like Batman the Animated Series, I think that's higher than eight frames per second. Or it's just the way that they, the techniques they use. American mm-hmm. animation seems to be more concerned with looking fluid, whereas uh, anime seems to be more concerned with looking impactful. Yeah. Like they're, they're more about keyframes. They're which, about punchiness. Yes, which in the long run, the directions the two have gone, it seems like... Japan had the the right idea. Yep. Uh, Cause uh, American animation has just devolved uh, into, well, at least it's smooth. And I'm like, yes, it's also hideous. Thundercats roar teen Titans go. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it, it and uh, as much as people like adventure time, I think it all, I, I always thought it looked ugly. Like, I think at best it had some nice looking backgrounds, but smoothness is not, I don't think smoothness is the the end all be all, uh, but boy is it a problem when you've decided your awkwardly stilted like CG puppets, your three D puppets that you're stifling moving around, they look horrible when they're moving at the same frame rate as the two D animation because two D animation has techniques to make it like you know they have like a uh, uh, motion blur or Swash whatever and stretch and tweens yes yeah yes. That kind of thing, which they've just decided we're not going to do that for 3D. We're just not going to do it. Uh, Dinozenon did. Gridman didn't. That's why Dinozenon looked better mm-hmm. than Gridman. But yep. for some reason with Zoids, they were like, yeah, okay, since we're not going to be doing squash and stretch or twining with a 3D, we'll just let it run at the f- maximum possible frame rate because that'll make it fit in with the 2D that is doing these kind of in between animations to make it look smoother and it looks great. It looks consistent and it's from freaking 1999 and it looks Jeez. significant. I mean, I would say it looks better than Dinozenon as far as the CG. Really? Okay. Yes. I mean, the resolution is lower. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it's grainier like that four by three 99. It's like, this was only made for a TV broadcast. It's like this Blu-ray release is going to look this good. Exactly. It's like this is the this is the best we got. Um I think it looks great and starting this I was like why can't I find it? I couldn't find it online. Uh I looked for it on uh Just Watch to find mm-hmm. out who's streaming it. There is only one like season of Zoids being streamed anywhere and it's Zoids Wild which is the second to most recent and it's only on Netflix. And that's, that's so weird. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one from 2018. What was Zoids pretty popular? Cause I, I mean, yeah, like dude, okay. okay. Cause the, I, the popularity I'm... of something can be tracked by how many of the games got localized and released in America. That's how you track the popularity of an anime worldwide. And there were multiple Zoids video games. And you like, I remember seeing the toys in Walmart, you know, Mm -hmm. 
in a Tennessee Walmart, you see anime figures. It's like, okay, that's at least being played on Toonami. And it was like, it, it was being played along with like Gundam wing and stuff. That was where I first saw it was on TV, but I couldn't find it anywhere. So, I mean, it goes without saying, I am not watching this on Funimation or Crunchyroll or anything like that. You know, I've I've found my own means, which if we do decide to watch this, I'll give you the link. But okay. um, <clears throat> the original series, I didn't know this. It's not called Zoids. Oh, it's called because Zoids like Transformers started off as a toy. Then mm-hmm. it got a manga. Then it got a show and they were all called different things. Like, this is the anime. It's called This, which is Zoid's Chaotic Century. Oh. So, Chaotic Century is the Zoid's anime. Zoid's being like a multimedia kind of merchandise type of thing. Mm-hmm. Chaotic Century is the anime. So, I typed that in and I was actually able to find that relatively quick. Chaotic Century is a very, very long series. I think it's like 103 episodes or something. <sighs> but the one episode that I've seen that I showed up on Tsunami Aftermath mm-hmm. did not have any of the characters that I saw in these first three episodes. And the intro that I'm seeing played before these three episodes I watched, the characters are much older. So I'm guessing this is uh, not my hero. <laughs> This is like yeah. in 100 episodes, a lot of time passes to the point where I think the episode I was always seeing is like the second generation of characters, at least because I'm talking there was no one in common. The kind of world they occupy seemed a bit different. Like this one starts off with an almost Mad Max looking situation where it's like out in the desert. You got these scavengers, you got bandits, and they're all kind of like using scrounged up mechs. Mm-hmm. Whereas the one that I kept seeing was like top of the line. Like this one was like this, uh, this mech just got released and I've been having trouble with it, but I, so I don't want to use it, but I'm forced to use it. And it's like, I don't know quite what I'm doing, but it's way faster than one I had before. And that was like the, the gist of that episode that I kept seeing was him kind of mastering this new tech that does not at all feel like where this is right now. I'm I'm trying to think because I I would usually catch Zoids on when I would wake up uh, on weekday mornings to go to uh, my mom was a is a school teacher. And so, like, I would go with her to school early. So, like, I would I would be up early and I would watch like pretty much like Looney Tunes and things like that. But Zoids was always on right before. And every every memory that I have of Zoids is a desert and the Zoids running across the desert or rolling across the desert and smoke billowing behind them. That's all I remember. Yeah. So you probably saw the, these early episodes mm-hmm. <clears throat> or they were erring, erring. I just, mm, they were airing <laughs> these episodes. I'm, I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I, you're affected by the company you keep. <laughs> It changes the way you talk. <clears throat> uh, that was a complete slip. The the stuff that I saw was much later. Had to have been. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure this it was aired on Cartoon Network. And mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily always Toonami because this is noticeably a more kid friendly show. 
than some of the other stuff that was on Toonami. Okay. Uh, like the other show that I watched, which we'll get to that. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> but anyway, what I was going to say about the show, as far as like what I thought of it, mm-hmm. is I really like this art style. I really like this character design. There's something about late 90s, early aughts character design that just, I know it's partially nostalgia. That's definitely, that's definitely yes. a factor. I'd yes. say it's definitely a big factor. But there's something about this character design that feels so contained in that era where it feels like almost nothing has carried over. Except like, for Kai from back era. <laughs> yes. Kai, <laughs> Kai is definitely actually, no, no, no. I would say Kai is more of the eighties era. I think yeah, I said that at okay. the time too. Yeah. He, he's, he's a very, very eighties character design and eighties stuff. Oh yeah. That's stayed around. Mm-hmm. The eighties has, has stuck. But the the '90s look, which always had this sort of thrown together ragtag feel for me, mm-hmm. that has not that has not continued. Like, uh, you, uh, like even if you look at, um, I'm trying to think of a of a decent example. I mean, I'm thinking of Trigun. Yeah, yeah, Trigun. Absolutely, it reminds me of that. <clears throat> Uh, Trigun was more early 90s, but yeah, around that that same era and and that same sort of the way they did proportions back then was different. Yes, much there more were, leg based. Yes, there there was there was also <laughs> less focus on. OK, people were kind of designed like action figures, and maybe mm-hmm. that's because it was everything had a toy line in the 90s. But yeah, it's less about. These sort of svelte bodies and big heads, which is where I think things are, is where things seem to have gone, especially yeah. with your average anime. And it was a lot more bulky bodies that were more kind of uh, not not realistically proportioned, but sort of evenly proportioned where there was like a varied emphasis on points of the character design, whereas now there's like maybe one focal point on a character des- character's design and most of it is their head right or their hair color <laughs> or their tattoo or something yeah Facial there's gonna be scar. something like that like like you look if you look at my hero it's like mm-hmm. there's a lot of very focused character design and then the rest of the character's design is very unassuming and not very attention grabbing yeah uh, some of their better stuff, I would say, looks more 90s because it's like more fleshed out because mm-hmm. it's like, well, th- this one is going to have a lot more merchandise. So we want this to be a more fleshed out design. But like if you look at, you know, a lot of the class 1B characters, they're very not. They're very simple. Yeah. There was not a simplicity to the design in the 90s. It was very not simple. Things are a lot more complicated and complex. And I can see that being, uh, you know, uh, this is a good way to spend a lot of money. But um, when I like look at the characters running and walking around in Zoids, it's like, man, that would be kind of annoying to animate. But I'm glad they did. (laughs) <laughs> like all the little details on like this kid's like gear and like his little stuff that's dangling around like his tools and stuff and like his mm-hmm. boots had a lot of different little details on them it's like that 
looks like a lot of work, but I, I, it looks good. Dang, I, I, I at least want to take a look at it now. Like, I, I want to watch it just because it was such a uh, a passerby uh, part of my childhood. Yeah, that was that was why I uh, wanted to watch it was because I had only seen snippets here and there. Like it was just on like it was yeah. always just on TV and never really sat down to watch it. And then that happened again. It was like Toonami Aftermath. It's like it's just on. I'm not really watching it, but it's, it's there. a sign. And I would say I really like the mech designs. I mm-hmm. don't know if anyone does mech designs like Zoids does them. Like they're always humanoid and Zoids is like the four legged thing. And it's right. like, I don't know. It's different. It kind of reminds me of Beast Wars in a way. So that's more nostalgia makes me want to get into it. Uh, but also the actual content and the watching of it. It's extremely well paced. There is a shocking amount of show instead of tell even though it, mm. it is telling, which uh, something I wanted to say about the, the My Hero stuff. When Endeavor was telling them everything on that assignment, they were at least showing it as right. he was doing it. Right. That actually made it feel very brisk. So this uh, uh, <clears throat> Zoid's Chaotic Century, it's surprisingly respecting of the viewer and their time. And... By the time I got to the third episode, it was like, yeah, I mean, we're we're deep in the thicket of the adventure at this point. Like the first episode really gets things going. I was like, okay, I could see this taking three episodes in another show. Yeah, but it's like, no, we're going to get get you through this and we don't need to explain all of this to you. Uh, It feels like a very archetypal story, which I like. Mm -hmm. Um, It's part of what hooked me on listeners in the first episode was that it felt very archetypal. It felt very much like this is a kid that's kind of floating in the, he's floating in potential, but none of it has been realized. Yeah. And then he finds something that kind of, he's able to latch onto. And it's like, it's from the outside world. It's mysterious. It's like, Whoa, what's going on here? And it's like, if you follow that path, it's going to be dangerous, but it's going to be interesting. So yep. it's got, it's got that feeling to it. And it also, it's got a nice adventurous feel that doesn't feel like it's wasting your time. Okay. So just the, the bones of it feel really good. I haven't really figured out if there's going to be any sort of message, but I, I, I almost feel like I want to walk back that desire for a message because I don't know. I don't want it like I don't want to happen upon propaganda because that's just bad storytelling, you know, right. where you start from a message and then you write the story. Yeah, it almost I has almost, to be emergent. Yeah. And what I find is the emergent themes are always the ones that are the most authentic. Right. And I, I we're going to have to get to this. We we have to. We have to talk about Grin Lagan. But... <laughs> Like it's something we simply this this podcast cannot end before we've talked about Gurren Lagann. <laughs> right. But like I was thinking about Gurren Lagann the other day. And mm-hmm. I'm like uh there are some somewhat propagandistic elements of Gurren Lagann. And it, it reminds me of uh the kind of crisis in Japan 
happen. Well, I mean, I think it's still happening there, but certainly around 2010 where it was like, you had this crisis of uh, young men staying home yeah. and not really getting jobs, not really getting education. Gurren kind of feels like propaganda to be like, get out there and save the world. It's like hmm. the, you, you have to save everything. You're the next generation. I could see that. But, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, eh, you know, uh, one, one of my favorite shows uh, might be coming from a place of desperation. <laughs> you know, it kind of, man, the society, society I'm in kind of, they, they really need something. But um, Zoids feels like a very happy-go-lucky sort of show. Okay. And uh, I don't know, I feel like I could use that. Like an easy watch? Yes. Oh, God, it was so easy to watch. Like, I what, the was, time it was just. Yeah, I was watching the dub. OK, um, you might not like the dub <laughs> because you didn't like the dub for Fully Cooley, the original one. Uh, it does have that very 90s feel to it where okay. it's like, yeah, we had one studio and everyone had to do it in one take in one day. But and that definitely is nostalgia where I just enjoy that. I enjoy that sound. Gotcha. OK. So anyway, yeah, um, d- for your consideration, Zoids is a very well-paced, brisk, easy watch. So, okay. Um, all right. Now, uh, <laughs> whew. all right. So do I'm I go- know this one? <laughs> I see. I've never heard of it. Uh, you may have heard of it. Um, it's okay. from 1997. Um, and it is called Eat Man. And here I'm going to. I'm going to send Pardon. you Pardon. I've not heard of this. This well, is I mean, what it's not surprising, but that poster turned me on to it. This poster turns me on. <laughs> so, well, this looks let me, so freaking sick. Let me read you the description. <laughs> Meet Bolt Crank, mercenary extraordinaire and the man who eats metal. Through his travels, he stops along his way to make a few bucks and occasionally rescue damsels in distress. His taste for metal gives him quite an edge as he becomes capable of generating an assortment of weapons from his hand. It's a strange ability, but it seems to come in handy, so to speak. Bolt has an edge over his adversaries, but will that be enough? And I was like, pardon, eats metal? <laughs> so, Daniel... <laughs> I am fully erect. <laughs> also, excuse me. Did they go into our like diaries and like take all of our ideas and make them into a thing? No, they didn't. Cause this is from 96. The manga is from 96. It ran from 1996 to 2002. Boy, is that right in the spot for me? This adaptation is only happening now. Oh no! It's had previous adaptations. No, this was this was 1997. Oh, you you were watching the show from 1997, right? Okay. Um, wow, that poster looked extremely modern. Yeah, that that was that was I was like, wow, that looks really cool. And then I clicked on it, and then when when it came up in four by three, I was like, how old is this? And then it started playing, and I was like, oh, how old is this? (laughs) Holy jeez, I I have a bad feeling. That there's a reason we haven't heard about it until now. And, um, yeah, let me enlighten you. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, the 
the I, I didn't watch the dub. I if, if if there is a dub, I didn't or I didn't see it. But the sub is wildly like all over the place when it comes to the translation. Hmm. Um, and it feels like it was trying to accomplish what Trigun accomplished <laughs> a year later. It's okay. like, it's not hmm. quite there. Um, and the, the mistranslation really is the, its biggest downfall. It was like, uh, you know, they'd be talking and it'd be like, somebody would say something and it sounds like it just came out of nowhere because it obviously was mistranslated either that, or it's just terrible writing. Um, huh. but the best part in the episode was a, a dude pulls a gun on the main character and the main character straight up eats it. Just, just grabs it by the teeth and just chomps away at it until it's gone. <laughs> That's freaking sick. <laughs> also just being able to like make weapons. Yeah. Yeah. That it, is literally, that is literally every edgelord OC you and me ever had. <laughs> <laughs> it's a guy who could just make weapons out of things. Yeah. And I um, mean you you had that animation where we had a character who could like turn blood into metal. Yeah, that was I, I remember that distinctly. <laughs> well, I mean you spent like days slaving away on it. So. Yeah, man. Good times. Is that is that saved anywhere? I uh, I actually so I have to figure out how to um a simple get, no would suffice. No, no. So like I have the source <laughs> files. I have the source files. I have to figure oh, okay. out how to get the uh the original like um uh application to run because I don't know if it still runs on Windows 10 or not. We we never took a quick time screen capture of that. Uh, I think I put it into <clears> Windows <throat> Movie Maker, but in the transition to Windows 10 it broke the it broke the video. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, uh, this director of this anime, I mean, he's mm -hmm. basically the dot hack guy, which I've never seen dot hack. I have not either. Uh, but that's a very big series. That's mm -hmm. mostly what he did after the fact. Uh, but then one of the last things he did was he directed the homecoming short for Halo Legends. Which one was that and one? Then, was, was that the hand painted one? <clears throat> uh, let me see. With the, with the Sangheili? Uh, no. Huh. It was one of the really sad ones. Oh. It wasn't that one. H Homecoming was, uh, I believe, one of the two shorts that wasn't aired before the actual Blu-ray release. So, like, you had to get the Blu-ray, or the, not the Blu-ray, the, the video. Like, you had to get it on video in order to see. It was Homecoming and Prototype were the ones that you had to buy it in order to see it because they aired some on waypoint like halo waypoint oh, beforehand. Okay. I do remember this one vaguely. Yeah. Hmm. It was, it wasn't one of the big ones. Yeah. Like prototype was a big one. It's been a uh, minute since I've watched halo legends. I've got it on Blu-ray. It's quite good. Uh, the Sangheili one is amazing. I can't remember what it's called. I think it was The Duel. Yeah. Yeah, duel. that's that's The it. Duel was freaking sweet. Uh, the Babysitter was great. 
Uh, that was the one with like uh, the ODSTs. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, the package was great. Okay, yeah. No. no anyway, <laughs> he, he he directed one of the Halo Legend things. Uh, he he did uh, Immortal Grand Prix, which, I mean. That was something that I thought for a second we can maybe watch uh, f- f- for Spiral Hour, but it was also it was also one of these situations where it's like, ah, considering where this ends up, it feels actually a lot like where Nomad ends up, where it's like the final season is very much there's not really any tension. It's kind of just everyone mm-hmm. likes each other now, and it's just the spirit of competition. But Immortal Grand Prix, I, I think I've told you about that, right? Uh, I don't think so. I think I was talking about when I was watching it, but uh, it's it's a mech racing show. Oh. And at the risk of spoiling it for everyone, or at least the romantic subplot, this is the one guy that made the right decision in all of anime. Oh. Like, you have the decision, you know, you, you got the, the the different chicks you could pick between, but almost mm-hmm. always, you know, they, 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 they pick the very meek one. Yeah, this one picked the badass. <laughs> and it, like, w- was not obvious that that was going to happen. And Good. It, it, it happens at the end, and I was like, that's right. Good yeah, man. we got one, boys. <laughs> Good man. But yeah, anyway, uh, I liked Immortal Grand Prix. It was pretty good. It was one of those very, like... Uh, it was a mark for people who liked to, uh, or, or it was targeted at marks for people who liked Toonami. Mm-hmm. It was like very much, this is just, there are episodes that are just here for action. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I don't know if I'd bring that one up. Uh, so, Eat Man, do you think we should actually give it a shot? If we were to give it a shot. The old I, college try? I I would have to see if we could find the dub because poorly voice acted, the dub would at least make more sense. It would be a little more coherent. I mean, you think? I would hope. You assume the the so it feels very Trigun until the main character just like wastes a number of dudes, and it was just like, yeah, yeah. that's not that's not Vash, <laughs> but. <laughs> Maybe I'm <laughs> holding it to uh, a show that's uh, much better, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I mean those—that's kind of a, a very, very high standard. But for <laughs> for the ridiculousness alone, um, I might want to try it because, like, the end of the episode, it ends with him driving a car off into the distance and then getting up onto the roof of the car as it's driving and him firing a rocket launcher at something. <laughs> This sounds freaking sick, dude. <laughs> this sounds just, like it's wild. It sounds like everything I wanted <laughs> at the time that it came out, and I probably wouldn't have been allowed to watch it. I don't even know no, if it, or where it aired, but it's got it. It's I would say it's got some titties. It's actually got uh, one titty <laughs> that they just keep <laughs> flashing back to. Boy, this one, <laughs> this one, we really like that one. It was really. Is it a left or a right? That tells you a lot about a man. Which one uh, he prefer? It was, it was a right. <laughs> oh, it's a righty. <laughs> I, I see this thing where it's, I, I'm, I'm, this website's called AnimePlanet.com, but it's the page for Eat Man. And it says, if you like this anime, you might like first one is Trigon. <laughs> it's the first recommendation. I mean, the dude, the dude has big circle red glasses. They're not yellow. They're red. 
Yeah, he's also got borderline Inuyasha hair. I think that's a point against him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs> good grief. Th- there was a second series called Eat Man 98. So they had one in 97 and then one in 98, and they decided it was necessary to call that one Eat Man 98. I did see, I did see that 98 had a dub, but I did not see if, um, I did not check yeah, to I see was if seeing the that first too. one. Well, uh, yo, it's on Crunchyroll. Hey, we could so we can give it a shot. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. If it's on Crunchyroll, that would mean it's got good, a good sub, right? Because they they do oh, new subs. They yeah, don't, they don't crunchy, use old subs. Crunchyroll, yeah, they might have a good sub for it. The undisclosed website that I uh, that I was. <laughs> looking at did not have a good sub so that's right, what i get well, uh <laughs> i i'm at least gonna try it because I, it deserves it just by <laughs> literally being targeted at eight-year-old me like i i kind of it deserves that at least also with a name bolt crank <laughs> yeah i mean it's not quite rocket billy red cadillac but no not quite but it's, it's close, close. We're we're not Yasuhiro Naitao levels of galaxy brain name conventions, but Bolt Crank is great. I'd say that's at least a 9 out of 10. All right. Uh, I want to give that one a shot, at least. Yeah, all right. Let's do it. All right. So we before we... Good Lord, help me. I'm resetting my sleep schedule, so that's why I've been particularly yawny lately. Mm. So, uh, I was actually up 30 minutes before we recorded today. That's a first for in a very long time. I was up 15 uh, minutes before. I was proud of myself. You scumbag. Showing me up (laughs) here live. I'll get you next time. I'm going to be up a full hour beforehand. I'm just going to be sitting oh, no, there no, 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 twiddling no, no, no. my thumbs. No, I said 15. Oh, I thought you said 15. Okay. Well, I guess, you know, the, the Cold War is over. It actually wasn't a nuclear explosion. It was like, oh, no, that that was just a bird on the radar. Don't worry, guys. The Soviet Union just fell, actually. So that's yeah, all good. <laughs> I, I was going to resort to escalation. <laughs> I was going to I was going to test a tactical nuke, you know, very close to the Indian Ocean. Ooh, yeah, OK, this is getting more and more specific. <laughs> specific as the literal word it was just misunderstood but anyway <clears throat> so uh last one i watched now this one's a bona fide classic that it i think i honestly impress myself with how little i know about it mm-hmm. because this is a long running one like this is a staple in anime oh okay. started in 1986 and as recently as 2019 oh had uh, a, a a series, and that is Saint Seiya. I don't know uh, if you've okay. heard about that one. Yes, I have heard about it. <clears throat> so Saint Seiya is a complete incoherent mishmash of literally every religion and myth. And I've heard that it was very popular in Latin countries. 
Really? Okay. Yeah. That uh, kind of doesn't surprise me. Just going off of the aesthetics. Okay. It uh, feels very. How would you say SNK? Which SNK is is the the patron Japanese video game developer of Latin America. It's like mm. uh, Terry Bogard. Yeah, sure, he's from Brooklyn. That guy's from Mexico. Everyone knows it. <laughs> uh, so I've only seen like once again, like I just got bits and pieces, but I had even less compared to Zoids. But this was one where I like knew friends who had watched it and who really liked it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I had almost zero exposure to it. And in watching the first three episodes of the 89 or of the uh, I should say 86 because it started in 86. Okay. Uh, the first series ends in 89. So it was pretty long running there for a minute. And then it kind of took a nap until 2002 where it came back with a bang and was super popular again. Mm-hmm. Watching those first three episodes of the 86 series is like, wow. Everything was really hardcore in the 80s. Like this is definitely a like it's it's a series targeted at a younger audience but there is blood and there is dismemberment and it's like sounds like biker mice from mars well biker mice didn't have blood it did have dismemberment but it was always like sort of oh he's got a robot arm but it's like yeah but the implication is he freaking lost his arm but it's got a uh it's got this ridiculous mash of mythologies that it's pulling from like they're talking about canonizing saints but they're saints based on um astrology but the astrological symbols are like based on greek myths and like what uh athenia is involved but then they're also talking about freaking the zodiac like it's a mess of everything. And then they also talk, they talk about the beginning of the universe is the big bang. And I'm like, that's not even any of them. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the scientific myth. Like that's the origin story of, of the scientific method. Like that's not even an origin story. It's there's not even a story to that. Like, <laughs> it's like this, this one's even agnostic. <laughs> this sounds it's ridiculous. Like, it's all of them completely mashed together. And it's, and it's, I can't follow any of it because unfortunately I know some of the stuff they're talking about. They're just using all the wrong words. <laughs> the, the only exposure to Saint Seiya that I have is one of my friends uh, from like when I first started working at my previous job, uh, he was talking about it and I had never heard of it before. And he was talking about how cr- pretty crazy it was and also how like kind of crappy it was, but enjoyable. So. I would say there is a, there is a crappiness. There's a little <laughs> bit of a crappiness, but it's, yeah, maybe it's because it's of its time. Mm-hmm. But it's really appealing, I would say. Like, the the main character, like, one of the first fights he wins is this, uh, uh, this chick that outranks him. But he beats her. And he has sort of a, you know, uh, an almost flirty one-liner <laughs> at the end. Or it's like, oh, man, that's the 80s. I miss that. 
Oh. I missed when after you, you know, kicked the crap out of a woman, you like gave her your number. <laughs> oh, the uh, the main character in Eat Man, he slaps a woman after she slaps him. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's a real hero <laughs> standing up for the little guy. <laughs> Uh, so the freaking armor design of Saint mm-hmm. Seiya is is so bleeding cool that it, that's almost enough for me to recommend it. And like the scenes where they armor up, where it's like, yeah, clearly, it's like Kill a Kill wasn't just taking inspiration and lampooning Sa- uh, uh, Sailor Moon. It was like also this show was where that was coming from because it was like this was the masculine to Sailor Moon's feminine. Like the armor is just like slamming onto their muscles and like super like <sighs> thick and heavy. And it's like, yeah, this this is freaking awesome. All right. they, they've got they've got like Roman battle skirts that are chrome. Oh, my gosh. Like who is not Here, on I'm, board? Is it is it the blue armor? Is that what I'm thinking of? Eh. Is it's their chrome. armor like I just oh. told you? No, 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 no. Okay. I mean, it's blue if they're in a blue room. It's completely <laughs> reflective. I feel like I feel like the only uh, the only images that I've seen they have like blue armor. So I'm wondering Here, if I'll, it was just like a nighttime scene. Uh, I'll find you an actual like. Uh, I guess, oh like no! A this still? is not at all what I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah, this this is much older than the one that I was thinking, or than the oh, images no. from what I saw. Well, I mean, like I said, this spans all the way to modern day and you can right. tell the the stuff from the modern day when you do a little Google image search. It's like, yeah, those look worse. Mm, lame. Uh, apparently they're remaking the original for Netflix. That's probably going to be trash. Oh, yeah. But. um, Yeah, like I said, th- th- this actually highlights what I was talking about earlier. It's like you got the character design was the entire body, whereas you look at the new one and it's like, yeah, that's a head. Mm-hmm. Attached to a body. What is that? I don't get that. I don't like that. Yeah. I like the full body character design. I like where it's like the splash page for the hero is his full body in like a pose, like fist of the North Star. Like, yeah, it's very like, individualistic. Like yes. It's like this is this is a stance the character has. And then the modern stuff is like, oh, here's his face, I guess. And he has a different like hairstyle YouTube- and color from everybody else. It's YouTube thumbnail syndrome where it's like, yeah, make those eyes bigger and have an arrow pointing at it and put random circles everywhere and have your mouth in a shocked face. Yeah. Whereas like here, I'm just going to share this image. Oh, boy. This is uh, from the original one. It's like versus this is where things used to be, where it's like just a freaking tapestry of characters. And it's like there's actually a composition. Yeah, Yeah, like the the lady in the background with the hair draping back Mm -hmm. and, you know, her eyes closed. She's looking down and you got this guy in the right corner with a golden armor and his hair's blowing in the wind and he's looking onward. It's like, yeah, man. Yeah, the 80s was sick. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, the first episode was like a whole lot of sort of exposition dump. Mm-hmm. But with the exposition, there was also plenty of action to go with it. The second and third episodes are just action for Saint okay. It was like, you know what this reminds me of most is WWE. 
where it's oh, like, okay. yeah, there is a backstory, but the backstory at best is a vehicle for the action. Yeah, it's just set dressing. Yes. So, uh, and the action is all the important stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the exposition is not the, you know, the twist is not revealed in the exposition. The twist is revealed in the heat of battle. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's the kind of stuff that, uh, that, that's the stuff I like. So. I, could, I could be down for these old ones. You know, we got, we got Zoids, we got St. Seiya, we got Eat Man, you know, all the classics. <laughs> Yeah, you know, well, I mean, to be fair, say, say, uh, definitely a classic. Yes. Zoids, Zoids is kind of the, uh, the bargain bin classic where it's right. like, yeah, we've all been watching it, but you know, it's in the $5 yes, movie it's section. It's like, I have seen this in the bargain bin since I was a kid. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's stuck around. I and mean, it's still there in the bargain bin. <laughs> it's one of those situations. It never had a comeback per se. Right. <laughs> but uh yeah those two i'm enjoying uh i, I definitely want to try eat man but yeah. uh yeah i but i but i think what i'm gonna do for next week is i'm gonna try at least two more series but i am going to continue zoids and saint Seiya just okay. to see if they more definitively seem like ah this would be a good fit or maybe this won't be because i have a feeling that both saint Seiya and zoids could be filled with filler just because they're both hundred plus seasons. Right. Yeah. But remember at the time, uh, you know, back in that day, your first season was around a hundred episodes. It was like you pitched to the studio and if they liked it, they ordered a hundred episodes. Yeah, and that's then, true. I wonder if there's like any viewing guides that we could look up at least to like prep ourselves. There might be a situation, uh, at least with, um, St. Seiya where there's a filler guide that makes it, like not include stuff that wasn't in the manga because right. say is based on a manga. Zoids is the multimedia thing where it's right. like, yeah, maybe loosely based on sort of the same thing, but the anime is definitely its own thing. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that's maybe this whole episode has been kind of a mess, but, uh, Hey, it's I think episode had, zero. <laughs> yeah. I think if I had to pick one that, we you know might continue mm-hmm. as far as like it might fit in the show best it's probably going to end up saying being saint Seiya because saint Seiya feels like it's going to have a very meaningful arc for the main character gotcha because there's a lot of drama and stakes right off the bat yeah whereas zoids is very happy-go-lucky it it could be covered Every week, but it wouldn't necessarily need to be. Or, I mean, not every week. We don't do that anymore. That's right. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I would say we... Let's see. What... what? Well, hmm. Should we decide on one and cover that for episode one as the, you know, first of the three episodes? Hmm. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do Sansaya. I would actually say... Yeah, we'll do Say Seiya. So you watch the first three episodes. We'll talk about them. Mm-hmm. And then in the meantime, I'll continue looking because that's what this new format does. It gives me room to look for other things and it gives us room to talk about things. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. Episode one will be Saint Seiya. Sweet. Cool. I think we should set a deadline to give ourselves when we have to talk about Gurren Lagann. Mm. How would um. be, it'll be like if once we find a show that we're going to complete and we complete it after that one, 
we start Gurren Lagann. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. All right. There we go. Set in Alrighty, stone. Well, uh, I guess uh, we'll see y'all next week. Yeah. You know, uh, go, go me on post. Uh, <laughs> killing people is bad. Killing people is bad. <laughs> I get a weird George Lucas-esque thing going there. That was weird. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about it, but after I started saying that, I was like, what is this, George Lucas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Episode zero. Well, I mean, yeah, if you if you listen to it, okay. If you didn't, I mean, it's not super important. It's no big deal. Yeah, it's no a it's like, a catch up episode. It's a recap episode. Yeah, recap the ketchup bottle. You gotta put the cap back on before you put it back in the fridge. Also, I learned people don't like refrigerating their ketchup. I'm pretty sure you're supposed to. Wait, what? I have yeah. always refrigerated my ketchup. Welcome to civilization. We've been here for a minute, but I think. <laughs> I think there's sandwiches among us. People are like, but it's always warm at the McDonald's. And I'm like, it's because it's in a sealed packet. It's not even exposed to the elements. Also, it's McDonald's. <laughs> Everything's full of preservatives. It won't go bad. <laughs> yeah, we got to cut it off. We'll just freaking ramble. I have to go to work. All right. Good Goodbye. Killing people's bad. <laughs>
Oh, 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 oh,